It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 15th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's win over the Charlotte Hornets and the introduction of Markel Fultz to the fold as he was officially introduced to the media on Thursday. Sat on the Magic's bench, was actually a member of the team for a little while, uh, but we'll get into what what he's going to be up to and where the Magic and where he expects to be as this season continues. This this now suddenly exciting, very exciting season as we get to the All-Star break. We got a lot to get to, but before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Get the lowdown on NBA All-Star Weekend from the experts over at Locked On NBA, Locked On Hornets, Locked On any team. Because every team in the NBA is covered by a Locked On podcast. You can you can catch up on all the teams and all the goings-ons around the league and your team specifically by checking out Locked On and the team you're looking for. There are Locked On podcasts of the NBA, NFL, MLB, and college spheres too. So any team that you want to cheer for, there's probably a Locked On podcast covering it with the same exact excruciating detail that we cover the Orlando Magic here on Locked On Magic. Go online to iTunes to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, or tell your smart device in your car or at home, play podcasts, Locked On, and the team you are looking for. For 13 straight games, the Charlotte Hornets have owned the Orlando Magic. And if I'm not mistaken, the last time the Magic beat the Charlotte Hornets, Orlando trailed by 20 in that game, and needed Ben Gordon to save them. The, the, the Ben Gordon preseason revenge tour, the encore edition. I actually remember watching that game. It was quite hilarious and, and quite fun. But it has been a long, long time since the Magic defeated the Charlotte Hornets. It, you know, with the Miami Heat and Washington Wizards also on that list for a long time, beating the Wizards or beating the Hornets meant something to this team because of all the torture and pain that they've been through. And it's not just that the Hornets have beat the Magic 13 straight times. It's they beat them up a good number of those times. I'd venture to guess eight or nine of them by 20 points or more. This season alone, the Magic had a 30-point loss against Charlotte on the second game of the season that had us all thinking, is this the same story all over again? Then on New Year's Eve, after getting a 14-point lead early, Orlando's defense and offense just collapsed, and they lost again by 20-plus points. And we are again thinking, what's in store here at this turning point of the season, at the beginning of this long road trip that the Magic had upcoming? We're at another turning point now at the All-Star break. Not a turning point, but an inflection point. A a, a point where we can sit back and, and, and assess some things because we won't have games for a little while. And we're sitting here at the All-Star break playing the Charlotte Hornets. 
that bitter enemy, might be a strong word, but that team that, that does hold some meaning to this franchise, or to this group specifically, maybe not to the franchise, but to this group that's lost so many games to the Charlotte Hornets. And at this All-Star break, the Orlando Magic not only defeated the Charlotte Hornets, they embarrassed them. Up by 35 at halftime. Up by as much as 40. Eventually winning the game by a robust score. 127 to 89. For the really the fourth straight game and, and honestly the fifth straight game, it would be hard to find anything to complain about the way the Orlando Magic played. You could find little things here and there like that Minnesota game. They, they struggled a little bit on the offensive glass. They gave up a few offensive rebounds, which, like I said yesterday, is a little uncharacteristic of this team. But none of it mattered. Absolutely none of it mattered. Because the Hornets weren't hitting shots. Early on, they were open shots. Orlando had a lot to clean up after the first quarter despite leading 33-18. to I was, I was not thoroughly impressed with the Magic in that first quarter, up 33-18. to 18. They were making shots. Charlotte was missing shots. There was a very real chance the Hornets could come back, especially with a player like Kemba Walker. But it never happened. Maybe it ha- didn't happen because the Hornets were ready to host their All-Star weekend and were looking forward to, to, to the time off. I, I'm not buying that argument so much, although it's an easy excuse. The reality is the Magic just played a really good game. They tightened up all those defensive shortcomings in the second quarter and won the second quarter 38-18. to Dominating. Just dominating that Hornets team. Giving them really no chance. Up 35 at the half. It's been done. But it wasn't happening tonight. Orlando was too good throughout the evening. Holding Charlotte to 35.1% shooting. Holding Charlotte to 4 for 31 shooting. From beyond the arc. 12.9% shooting from beyond the arc in this NBA. It's almost impossible to win that way. Shooting 52.2% themselves. 17 for 39 from beyond the arc. Getting 32 assists on 48 field goals. Once again, as it's been for the last four games, and now a five-game win streak. Now having won seven of their last eight. Now climbing to within a half game of the NBA playoff. Of the eighth seed in the NBA playoffs. At the All-Star break, the Magic are playing their best basketball, the best version of themselves. And everyone is contributing something. Whether it's Nikola Vucevic just being the rock at 17 points, 11 rebounds. Whether it's Aaron Gordon, even when he's struggling, 4 for 17, shooting 1 for 6. He's really the only player that didn't play particularly well offensively at any point during the game. Still finding ways to contribute. 4 assists, 11 rebounds. Great defense on Nicholas Batum, or whoever he was guarding. On Charlotte. Jonathan Isaac with 16.6 rebounds, 6 for 9 shooting, continuing to grow in confidence with every single game. Evan Fournier scoring 9 of his 12 points in the first quarter to to give the Magic a strong offensive base. Adding 6 assists to boot. DJ Augustin with his play that we don't talk enough about. 8 points, 7 assists, 3 for 5 shooting. Wessawundu with 11. Ken Birch with 8 and 4. Isaiah Briscoe with six points, eight rebounds, five assists. And, and of course, Terrence Ross, 21 points off the bench, a flamethrower, the human torch, making shots left and right, 
in the second quarter to stake the Magic such a huge lead. It would have taken some very lazy defense to give up this lead, and the Magic don't play lazy defense anymore. Gordon's on on point. Isaac's on point. Nikola Vucevic is playing defense out of his mind still. Orlando did to Charlotte what Charlotte has done to Orlando so many times before. They took what looked like a momentary random weakness in the first quarter and stuck their foot down into it, twisted it until it was dust, until it was nothing. And that is a very graphic way to describe what the Magic did, but that is what they did. They ground the Hornets to a pulp to the point where there's no point to even try anymore. The Hornets tried. I, I, this wasn't like the New Orleans game where there were moments where the team didn't play with effort. I think New Orleans, I think Charlotte played with effort tonight. But you get discouraged. Orlando's been in that position so many times where they get down, they make a little run, they don't get all the way back, and they get discouraged and things get worse. Orlando's now the one putting their foot down in these situations. Orlando is now the one dominating these games. And yeah, you can nitpick this five-game win streak plenty. Milwaukee was without Giannis. The the Hawks are the Hawks. They just lost to the Knicks. Um, you can nitpick this plenty. New Orleans has its issues, and, and of course, this last game before the All Star break is always can can always be very fluky. But the Magic are playing really good basketball. This isn't this isn't just a matter of of who they're playing because the Magic have had opponents like this and let them go. They've had opponents like this and didn't bring the seriousness and intention that they're bringing right now. Something is different about this team. And the Orlando Magic find themselves in the playoff race at the All-Star break because of that. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This season has been a winding road. I remember telling everyone in December, as the Magic were hovering just below 500 in the playoff pole position, and, and there was some, you know, there are signs of decay coming, and, and I think we all sensed that Orlando was going to have some struggles. And I remember sitting there saying, being a 500 team, being a team in this position, on the outskirts of the playoffs or, or at the bottom end, bottom rung of the playoffs, to be a 500 team essentially, which getting to 41 wins this year for the Magic would be tough, but not impossible. Being a 500 team essentially is a journey of inconsistency. It's playing really well for one stretch and building up your wins and then struggling mightily the next. Look no further than Miami right now. Look no further than Brooklyn, who's, who was soaring high when they beat Orlando t- twice. 
then they faced Orlando that third time, got beat up, and now they're struggling and coming back down to the pack. Teams like those, like those, and it's not taken away from them. They're they're a good team. They're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. Teams like those go through these swings and these ups and downs. And the Magic are in an up period now. I am fairly certain there will be struggles ahead. They're not going to win 15, 20 games in a row. If they do, fantastic. No one's going to complain. But they're going to have some difficulties. The Raptors are on the schedule shortly after the All-Star break ends. The Warriors still have to come to town. There are tough teams on the schedule. There are tough games ahead, and, and yeah, the Magic still have a lot of the flaws. They, they are these two teams, the team that really struggled through January and the team that is tearing up February. And it does feel a little bit like found money because the Magic are flying so far under the radar right now. No one is paying attention to them. You still have, even though they're just a game and a half, now a half game out of the playoff race, you still have national media suggesting, you know, this isn't a playoff team. This isn't, you know, this is a team that, that you know, could probably use another draft pick and, and they're, they're kind of squandering it. And, and yeah, I've, I've sensed that on this rise up, but guess what? None of that matters now. None of that matters now. Because we're at the all-star break. We're at, we're at the unofficial midway point of the season. To, to, to the conspiracy theorists out there, the all-star break is when the real teams start to play. When everyone gets their, their deep breath before the real push to the playoffs. So Orlando started a little early. They had some ground to make up. But undoubtedly, they're playing their best basketball at this critical juncture of the season. And yes, this is a team that's short on experience. And so they're going to be going through these trials, the seriousness of these games, and the intensity and pressure of these games largely for the first time. Certainly for the first time as a group. And Clifford, you know, by, by all accounts, has been putting in little nuggets of information about what to expect in the playoffs, even as the team has practiced. Going through a set or going through something and noting, you know, this is what we want to do now because we have to keep things simple because we have to go game to game. We don't want to change who we are. But in the playoffs, we'll do it this way. When we make the playoffs, we'll guard them this way. We'll make this tweak to what we do, specific to this opponent. It's not something you can do effectively in the regular season because the games come so fast. You've got to keep things you install and keep things keep the focus very generally so that they execute the basics of what you're trying to run. Playoffs are when you get to specificity. That's why, I like the uh, I look at the Toronto Raptors, you know, a lot before the season. Toronto Raptors were a are a great regular season team because it's very difficult to prepare for them over the course of a regular season. But when you get to the playoffs, when you get to really focus on them, that's when their weaknesses were exposed. Magic certainly have some weaknesses in the playoffs. They'll, they'll get exposed too. But they're in the hunt. As I've said before, as I've said throughout the season, they are in the hunt. They are in the race. And now at this point, it is abundantly clear that only one thing matters. That is making the playoffs. That is proving at this point everyone wrong. That this team, this franchise, this group matters. That they can accomplish something. And that we should judge their success or failure on their ability to get into the playoffs. Because guess what? They're a half game out. They are there. Jeff Weltman said it 
after the press conference announcing the Markel Fultz trade. He said, right now, our sole focus, now that the trade deadline is passed and those questions about the team's and organization's future are gone, right now, our focus is on making the playoffs. It's been a long time since any member of the Orlando Magic has been able to say that seriously. And even a week ago, it didn't feel as serious. I think the Magic were three and a half games out at that point. So they made up a ton of ground just by winning five games in a row. But they are serious about this now. They are serious about making the playoffs. And they still have a lot of work to do. The offense is playing fantastic. They're, they're playing some of their best basketball right now. They deserve notice. They deserve people talking about them. Not enough people in the NBA world are talking about the Magic. They've been very quiet about how they've played and, 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 and kind of snuck under the radar here into the All-Star break. I'm sure people will look at the standings and be shocked to see the Magic right on the outskirts of it. And so the Magic now have the duty, have the responsibility, have the thing that they must do is win these games. Nothing else matters. It's the only focus the rest of the way in is making the playoffs. This team has worked extremely hard to put themselves in this position, to give themselves this opportunity, and that's all they can ask for is the chance. It may not be much. The eighth seed is not a lot. It's the eighth seed. They're not going to win. You know, if they'll be lucky to win 40 games. No one's confusing this with real success, but it is a step in the right direction. And honestly, I would argue that regardless of what happens, the Magic have had a, a successful season because they've made a step in the right direction. But it's not enough. Now you have to accomplish that goal. You've proven you are capable. Again, you're nearly three quarters of the way through the season and the playoffs are within reach. And, and it's not completely in the Magic's control but a lot of it is. They're close enough that how the Magic play will determine whether they make it or not. And that's all that matters. Even with what I'm about to discuss next. That is all that matters. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday was a day of of that duality then. Orlando kind of put its past behind it in defeating the Charlotte Hornets. They celebrated their present a little bit by destroying the Charlotte Hornets and pulling to within a half game of the playoff spot and, and, and making it very, very clear right now that they are a playoff team. Let's let's just keep saying that. I'm going to keep... I, I've been saying it all year. I've been yelled at for it. I'm not going to back off of this. I'm going to keep saying it as many times as I can because this is the reality and this is the truth and this is what the Magic need to believe and accomplish the rest of the season, the next 20-some-odd games. 
The Orlando Magic are a playoff team. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. The Orlando Magic are a playoff team. Keep saying it. The Orlando Magic are a playoff team. The only thing that's missing is clinching the spot. That's going to be a fight to get there. But say those words, the Orlando Magic are a playoff team, and believe it. The Magic certainly should be as players and, and as an organization. But it was also a day to look to the future, to to get a sense, a first look really, at a player who suddenly figures to be a big part of the larger project that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond are, are building. Last week, the Orlando Magic injected some enthusiasm and some optimism into a, into a team and a franchise that, frankly, has lacked it. Combined with this winning streak, this is the most excited Magic fans have probably been for their team since... Probably, probably since the 2010 Eastern Conference Finals. Probably since beating Atlanta. I mean, maybe there was some excitement for the We All We Got team in the lockout year. Uh, that, that, that Atlanta year, the 2011 season was just... When Gilbert Arenas got, had, had, the, had the Gilbert Arenas game against the Miami Heat, that comeback win, that was pretty exciting. But, but I, I, don't, I, I think we all still knew that those, that team was on the decline. That, that the Dwight Howard, not that the Dwight Howard era was ending at that moment, but that the team was not as good as it used to be. The future was scary. You, know, you had Dwight Howard in your back pocket, which helped a little bit. But the future was scary, but not... It wasn't certain, and not, not that the future's certain now, but it, it, it definitely didn't feel like this. Like there are endless possibilities ahead. Because the reality is, Markel Fultz is not ready to play in the NBA yet. That was made abundantly clear last week, or not not playing the NBA, but not ready to play right now. That was made abundantly clear last week when Jeff Weltman, uh, president of basketball operations for the Atlanta Magic, said, we're not going to do this fast, we're going to do this right. And Markel Fultz echoed that as he was introduced to the media in saying, I don't have a timetable for my return yet. I just want to make sure I come back healthy. Uh, rehab is going great. You know, right now, like I said, we're, we're focused on doing stuff the right way. Um, I have a great group in L.A. and the staff here, you know, is going to be coming out to help me with that. But right now, everything's going uh, perfectly well. So it's good. Is there a time frame at all? We're worried about doing stuff the right way. So right now, it's just about, you know, getting to where we're all on the same page and all doing the right thing. So. So, that's not exactly screaming Markel Fultz will play in the 2019 season. And of course, that's okay. The Magic made this play, just like they've made their other draft picks, with the intention of a long-term outcome. Uh, They're not looking for short-term gain here. They're looking for a long-term outcome. Because it's easy to forget, because he's been on the shelf for so long, that when Markel Fultz plays... He is fantastic. He is uh, one of the most dynamic players uh, that that has come through the draft process in some time. It's easy to forget that in 2017, that loaded draft class that included Donovan Mitchell, Laurie Markin, and Jonathan Isaac, Jason Tatum, and several other great players, Markel Fultz was the clear-cut number one player. 
You could not find a mock draft. You could barely talk to anyone who did not have Markel Fultz number one on their boards. Really, it seems like only the Celtics didn't have Markel Fultz number one on their board, which is why they traded down to take Tatum. This is a dynamic scorer, a, a gifted passer, an athletic finisher at the rim, a guy who's got good size to, to play defense. And honestly, take out the scoring and, and take out the shooting, which is which has dogged his career so far. Fultz has honestly played pretty well. Um, he's a good he's a good passer. He's already got a triple. He's the youngest player in NBA history to record a triple double. Give him the time, and he will produce. Now, granted. The injury that he's facing is a serious one. Um, thoracic outlet syndrome, as Fultz described, is very difficult to to diagnose. It's, it's not been seen in a lot of NBA players. Uh, Landry Fields was actually the last one, probably not the best comparison. Um, it's very difficult to diagnose, and he, and he described the pain and the feeling that he has uh, when, when it when it flares up of of just not being able to lift his arms. You know, feeling tingling and numbness in his fingers, and that's very serious stuff. And I think it's been vitally important for him to vitally important for him to get himself straight, or to get that rehab, to get that get that straighter, or find a way to to work around it when he can. Um, you know, it may never go away. Who knows? Um, but getting that corrected, getting that fixed, it's 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 a a nerve that pinches um, between the, the the ribs and the vertebrae and it affects your shoulder, I believe. Um, Getting that corrected is priority number one. But all those doubts, all those questions followed him from his disappointing run with Philadelphia. Undoubtedly, that just wasn't a great situation for a young player to to grow up in unless you fit exactly a need that Philadelphia had. They didn't need a ball-dominant point guard, especially one who was dealing with injuries. He had a shoulder injury that lingered from college, uh, and then, of course, the wrist injury, and then, of course, uh, the the TOS um, uh, diagnosis. It just wasn't a situation that was conducive to his success. And so while there were a lot of people uh, who wanted to shout, oh, it's his confidence, and certainly Fultz has to get comfort and confidence back on the floor. When he comes back into the fold, he's played only 33 games his entire career in the NBA so far, in two seasons in the NBA. He's still going to be essentially a rookie. Just like Jonathan Isaac this year coming off the injury, he is going to essentially be a rookie again. So he'll make mistakes. But you want to see that talent flash forward. And what's most important, I think, for, for a lot of people to know is has this all ruined his confidence? No. Uh, one, I have a love for the game. You know, anytime I get a chance to wake up, is one, it's a blessing. And then two, I get a chance, you know, to get better every day. And um, I had an injury, so um, I was out there trying to play, through, you know, through that and, I, I never lost confidence. You know, I love this game dearly. I've worked so hard to get here. It was no doubt that I'll lose confidence. And I'm just working to be back, you know, healthy and everything right now. So I'm, I'm great. The reality remains that Fultz will continue to rehab. He's likely going to do most of that rehab in Los Angeles with his team that he's been working with already. The Magic are going to send their crew out to, to observe and, and, and assist where they can. But Fultz is going to come back on his time. That much was made abundantly clear throughout the press conference. And his return to the Magic, or his debut with the Magic, is going to be a process. Again, there's that word, but it truly is. It's going to be something the Magic aren't going to rush. They're in no rush for him. It's not something that they want to 
mess up or or or, or treat undelicately. Uh, it, it, there's a sense throughout the press conference on Thursday that that was something they were going out of their way to do, to let Fultz know he is part of their family, that they will treat him like family, that they will defer to his judgment and his people's judgment about his body, and that they'll, they're there to help in any way they can. Is this this? Uh, it, it definitely was a sense that. The Sixers didn't didn't tr- treat Fultz the way that he felt comfortable with. Um, whether that's true or not, who knows? But that's certainly the story that's been coming out that the Sixers didn't really believe anything was wrong with him and and and, and struggled with his diagnosis. And there were some difficult. Uh, there were definitely some divisions over that. And the Magic are kind of going out of the way to make it clear, like, yes, you have this injury. We need. We want to make sure it is healed properly, so you can play, so you can do the thing that you love to do, and how you're doing it, how you're going about it, seems to be working. So let's stick with that, and that certainly seems to be a common theme because they know how good he can be, and under a little bit less pressure, a little bit less scrutiny, in a town that isn't so hard on its players. No offense, Philadelphia. It feels like that's a better environment for his success. And that's ultimately what Markel wants to. It did seem like Markel is a hardworking kid who's doing all he can to go get back out there and play. But unfortunately in this this league, in this business, your body has to cooperate. Your body has to be along for the ride. But if it is, this has the potential to be a very big move for the Orlando Magic. Man, uh, first of all, you know, I'm extremely excited. And like I said, I feel like <laughs> they already been turned around with the 4-0. But um, uh, all I can, can can assure you is that you got a, a young guy who's going to come in here, work hard every day, you know, uh, push his teammates, you know, love his teammates, love the organization, and give his best every time he steps on the court. That's, that's all I can say. So, Again, how excited we are to have – Markel Fultz, part of the Orlando Magic family. Um, it's, it's very rare that you get a chance to add a player um, of Markel's ability and character to your team. And, you know, these days don't happen very often. So, you know, it's a, it's a, a good day for the Magic. And um, it means that now we, we begin the work that goes into getting Markel where he needs to be. And that's the work that will really matter for the Magic and Marco Fultz the rest of this year, whether he plays or not in the 2019 season. It's about that work that's going to come off the court to get him healthy and to help him realize his potential. You can feel the excitement and energy around the franchise, around the organization, around Markel Fultz himself. He's excited for this opportunity, it seems like. He's excited to get going, and I'm sure he's eager to get back on the court. But he's going to show the patience to wait until he is healthy and ready to do so. And the Magic are going to give them the space to do that, to get healthy first, because they're playing a longer game. They're not trying to win a championship right now, but they know if they want to get to where they ultimately want to be, a consistent playoff team and then eventually a championship contending team, they're going to need Markel Fultz. They're going to need Markel Fultz healthy. They're going to need Markel Fultz to reach his potential. And who knows if he can actually get there. There are plenty of questions as to why this is a very serious injury. And yeah, he may say he's confident, but... There was undoubtedly some issues with his free throws, with his shot that popped up. Whether it was because of this injury or not, only time will tell. 
But it was a big day for the Orlando Magic to introduce Markel Fultz, to bring him officially into the fold, to have him on the bench as the Magic won that game on Thursday night. The future for both the 2019 season and beyond is starting to look a little bit brighter. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. That's R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.